0: Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. So I was reading Genesis 1, and I was just mind-blown. <laughs> I was like, I have to call you, because I've read this thing so many different times throughout my life. Whether it was a small, you know, miniature Bible that you you can put in your purse, or, you know, just in day Sunday school whatever it is and I've never looked at it in this way and I was like I have got to call you so okay let's just go over real quick so I feel like in this God shows us the creative process right because I feel like anytime we're getting close to what our calling is in life what our um, passion is the closer that we get to that journey I feel like we need a framework and I feel like Genesis 1 was not just Genesis 1 purposefully because God is amazingly um, intentional in the things that he does. But more so of he is showing us the creative process in a totally different light that I was just like, whoa. Okay, so let's break it down to the elemental p. So off back, the first sentence is, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? I feel like what that is, is, is set the objective, The mission. The mission is God's going to create heaven and earth. Okay, boom. Next verse. The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters. And the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Okay. So that shows me that God was sitting back and he was analyzing. Hmm. He was taking his time. Right? When you hover hover over something, that is getting ready to make a decision. In my opinion, right? So verse 3. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. 4. And God saw that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. 5. God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, making the first day. Okay. So he went from objective, this is what I'm getting ready to do, right? He analyzed hmm, his workspace, right? And then on day one, he was like, the first thing I need is to, I need to get this a framework. I need to be able to see what I'm getting ready to attack. So I'm going to make, let there be light. So he created the first thing with his voice. Let there be light. And there was light. It says, God said, let there be light and there was light. Cool. Then he separated the light from darkness. Okay, so God called the light day and darkness night. All right, seeing a lot of different techniques there, using your voice. Okay, then you separating some stuff. So it looks looks like you're putting some order in some stuff. It's like he turned on the light. He separated some stuff, said, okay, do this, do that. Okay, it seems like minuscule, but it's setting a tone for the next step. So verse 6. Then God said, let there be space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. Okay, fair enough. Verse 7, and that is what happened. Okay, that was brilliant. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of heaven. God called the space sky. And evening passed and morning came, marking the second day. Now, we will look at that with a naked eye, like he's not really doing a lot. You, all, you, all you did on the first day was just you just separated the light from the darkness and you gave it a name and that was pretty much it. And then the second day you just separated the waters of the heavens from the earth and then you called it something and then that was it. Like, why are you going so slow, God? Maybe he's trying to show you something. Maybe you need to be making a process to which you're getting ready to attack. But I digress. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Okay, so verse 9. Then God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. 10. God called the dry land or the dry ground land and the water sea. Okay, and then watch. This blew my mind. 11. Then God said, let the land sprout with vegetation. Every sort of seed-bearing plant. And trees that grow seed-bearing fruit, those seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. Time out. Up until this point, God's been creating everything, right? He's the one that said, let there be light. And then there was light. And then he separated. And then he did some of this. But on day three, he took it to another level. Um, Perhaps he's showing us that... uh. When you're working at something, you don't need to be producing all the work by itself. At some point, you need to produce a system that produces while you're not still there. Perhaps. Because I'm going to read it again because you sound silent. So I'm going to go ahead and do it again. He said, let the land sprout vegetation. And when I looked it up in the King James, it said, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass and the herb yielding seed and the fruit okay so wait a minute you were so wise in your thinking that you knew i'm going to create something that keeps producing what i initiated i'm going to create a system that even when i'm not hovering over it anymore that it will start producing what my intent and uh, objective and intentional mission was that I don't have to come out every single day and say, let there be. They're just going to know what they have to do. Hmm. Sounds like brilliance to me. Right? Right? I never looked at it that way. So you let earth do some of this stuff? Because I gave earth its objective already. This is what you're going to do. This is what I created for you to do. And this is what you will continue to do so that God don't have to hover over everything. Listen, don't get me. Okay, because I want to make, right, exactly. I want to make sure we, we, we tracking together, though. All right, so that was the third day. Now, 14. Let me make sure I'm going right because I want to make, I got excited and I look past it. <laughs> started, you know how I can get. Okay, so 14. Then God said, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from night. Let them be signs to mark seasons, days, and years. Now stop. That blew my mind. Because I essentially said, oh, wow. God created time on day four. Or at least time for us to be able to track things. But prior to that, didn't it say that, um, you know, if we scroll up real quick. It said, um, and evening passed and morning came marking the second day. And then evening passed and morning came marking the first day. And then w- not until we get to uh, verse 14. He said, let them be signs to mark season, days, and years. God, you before your time. You was calling it day before you let us know I'm getting ready to create time for y'all. This is what a day is. Wow. And that just, that, that just snuck in. I was like, come up. Now, it would have made sense to me if the first chapter read, lights appear in the sky to separate the day from night. Okay, and let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. And then if everything else followed from that, since we got the framework of, oh, okay, that's a day, and then you started calling it day, but God started calling something before we even knew what it really was. Hmm. Right. Now, 15. Let these lights in the sky shine down on earth... And that is what happened. Listen, Bible, you be narrating. I ain't, you be doing what you need to do. Succeed. God made two great lights. The greater one to govern the day. We know it to be the sun. And the smaller one to govern the night, moon. And he also made the stars. Okay. God set them, the lights in the sky to light the earth. And then we get all that. And God saw that it was good. And evening passed and morning came marking the fourth day. Okay. Fair enough. You know what I picked up from that? Everything is kind of building on each other, right? So he needed the light so that he knew what to separate. And then from the separation, he said, okay, now I know that we need dry land and we need sea, sea right? Then he said, okay, well, I'm also going to need some vegetation for some stuff that I'm going to produce later. But I'm, I'm building upon what I'm trying to get to. Because the objective still is to create heaven and to create earth. So he had to have known what his overall plan was so that he can break these plans down. Because if I didn't know that he was getting ready to start um, making animals and things of that nature, it would have been like, why are you making vegetation though? But why do you need land and sea? I don't get it. So that's why... With another pair of eyes, nobody can't tell you how to break down your vision. Nobody. But when God gives you a thing, he gives you the steps. And it's only going to make sense to you because he gave the vision to you. Imagine C going to a vegetated tree or fruit bearing tree and saying, why do you keep producing the same thing over and over again? I don't get it. We, we just are C and we just stayed C. Like that's it. I don't. Why Why do you just keep? producing and and isn't that a lot of work listen sir ma'am you cannot try to frustrate what you don't understand because it wasn't your calling tree is very comfortable being tree on land see if you comfortable with being sea stay there but you do what God called you to do and I'm gonna do what God called me to do what if we started treating people like that not with the stink but just on a I respect what your objective and calling is just like I respect and I love what my calling is. My calling is to produce. My calling is to continue. God may not have separated and done all the things that he did with seed the way that he did with the tree. But you know what? I have an understanding and I'm clear on what my my objective and my mission is. What if he had that kind of tenacity? All right. I'm going to calm down. I'm not even going to. Okay. It's too early. Okay. Great. Um. And the other thing, he didn't move to the next day until God saw that it was good. Before it even became another day, the Bible says, and God saw that it was good. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay, so 20. Let me see, we went. We did the governor of the day? Okay, cool. So 20. Then God said, let the waters swarm with fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. Pause. How much work was that? How much work was that? We'll get to that in a minute. So God created great seed creatures and every living thing that scurries and swarms in the water. And every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. 22, then God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the seas and let the birds multiply on earth. Pause it. What if tree was um, jealous at the fact that the first thing that God blessed and gave um, instruction with the blessing was um, the sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and the birds and the stuff in the water. Hmm? What if there would have been some kind of jealousy because um, the only thing that God, the first thing that God blessed, I mean, it says it right here, verse 22. Then God blessed them. Maybe because they were the first living creatures to be created? Don't know. But perspective is such a powerful thing because if you are not clear that you are as important as the next thing is, then you will always be in competition with something that was never your calling. It was never God's objective for the sun to keep continuing to reproduce itself. It was never God's objective for the moon to keep producing itself or to be The bigger light. The Bible clearly says the smaller light was to govern the night. Sometimes we can get a little bit, you know, past ourselves. Because we are trying, we we see something else that we're like, oh, we deem that important. Then, you know, our small light. No, you have just the goal and the mission and the purpose that God gave to you. You are not any less important because how somebody else was wired, created, or blessed. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And I think if we really truly honed in on that, it would make a lot of relationships different. Maybe there wouldn't be the competition that rolls inside of people that just shouldn't be there. What are you competing with and why? But I digress because I can't. I just... Every time I even think about that, it gets me upset. But, you anyway, so he went ahead and he blessed them and he saw that it was good. 26, <laughs> drum roll, please. I can't do it. Okay, great. Um, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. Ah. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock and all the wild animals on earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. 27. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. 28. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and the animals scurrying scurry along the ground. 29. Then God said, Look. Good God pulled you by your t-shirt. Look. I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food, 30. And I have given you every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. And that is what happened. 31, then God looked over all he made, and he saw that it was very good. Shouts out to us. Because he didn't say very good until he made us. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the sixth day. Showed me a couple of things. All my life I was reading Genesis 1, and I just believed that maybe it was the mindset or the spirituality place that I was at at that time. But I've always read it as God created. He said it was good. God created. He said it was good. Uh, No, he has some co-creators. He told Earth, you're going to go ahead and produce vegetation. Go ahead and sprout some things. This is your role. Hey, listen, light, Um, yeah, you're going to do this. Some stuff God created with his own hand. He separated. He made all the fish and the birds, shouts out, because there are a zillion billion um species of birds alone. So for him to take his time to do all that shows that, yeah, yeah, he was really... um." very passionate about that thing but then when it came down to making human beings he said let us make it that means he wanted some co-creatives in that thing so i mean god is big enough he could have did it by himself right So when you're creating something, so the framework is essentially when you are creating something, you don't have to do it by yourself. It does not have to be a one-man operational band. It does not have to be that everyone has to be on board for every part of that. He didn't involve other partners, co-creators, until the very end for human beings. And then he let earth know this is what you're going to do. So God had... The framework, he knew the course of action to take, and he knew when to add others onto that plan. Some stuff he's going to do by himself, but you know what? At the end of the day, he did not move on until he saw that the previous step was good enough to c- start to continue the next step. So many of us are trying to jump to D and then why and then we're missing all the middle elements of it you don't need to cut any corner you need to have a clear plan on what it is that you're getting ready to do even down to when he started to create um the humans he said in 27 matter of fact let's go a little bit up from there 26 then god said let us make human beings in our image to be like us so that they can reign over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and the livestock and all the wild animals on earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. 27. So God created human beings in his own image. First, he had to let them know this is what we're getting ready to do. Hey, team, you know, Trinity, uh, Holy Spirit, Jesus, come on. This is what we're getting ready to do. we getting ready to make um, human beings so they can be in our image and they can be like us and we're making them. And this is the role that we're going to give them on earth. And then he went ahead and proceeded to that. A lot of times when you get your teams, when God assigns certain people to you to help you carry out a passion, you got to let them know this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. Now let's go ahead ahead and and, and knock it out. A lot of times you're adding people onto your team that don't know what you're doing or believe in your vision or don't know you don't just add people to your vision because you've known them for 10 years or that's your particular family member or you see that they're smart in an area no, no no you gotta let people know this is the vision that's getting ready to take place this is why i'm getting ready to do a thing if god had to explain it then that means that you gotta hear what you're getting ready to do you have to almost like you know low-key buy into something before you sign on to it he said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. This is what we're getting ready to do. Um, y'all ready? We're getting ready to make humans so they can be like us. And then they're going to have some um, dominion. They're going to reign over a couple of things, over everything else that we just created. Yeah, we, um, we, want, we want something else that's going to um, blow their mind. We gonna give them so they, Because we created some stuff, we're going to give them power and dominion and creativity as well. And I love the fact that God showed order, even in his creation. He didn't create the birds of the air and the fish in the sea. And then, so, oh, wait, they got to eat something. Uh, okay. Um, y'all go over there and um, start drinking some of that water. Let me see. That doesn't sustain them. Hmm. Okay, great. Oh, I, I know, vegetation. Um, wait a minute. I can't see nothing. Hold on. Let there be light. It's an order to a thing. And you know why I believe that he had the deliberate steps on what to do because he hovered over the earth long enough to see, hmm, I believe that God was hovered over it and was like, and he could see it. You ever been so passionate about something, you can see it? Your church may be small right now, but you can see the big church. You may be single right now, but you can see yourself married. You may not have any children, but you can see your children. You can even see them running around and hear the laughter in your heart. You ever been so passionate about something that you, like, I could see it before it even came to pass? I believe that's what God did. I believe when he was hovering over that thing, that no surface, no light, no nothing, that he was hovering over the surface of a thing to look and say, I see it I see birds flying I see fish it in, in in the sea I, I see the, the different lights I see the I see it I see it and when you can see something you can give purpose to it when you can see something you can birth it when you can see something you can get to a point that you're like I can get other people to be on board because I see this thing clearly Praise God for passion and vision and just the the know-how to do a thing. Because I'm gonna be honest, someone who didn't who just kind of stumbled upon, ah, you know, let me just do it birds would have been dying, fish would have been stinking, and what happened? Why they keep dying? I don't understand. Because you didn't do it in the order that it needs. Every step should be a stepping stone to the next. Phase. The light helped the vegetation, the vegetation helped the animals. The animals had something to rain over it when he created the humans. It all had its purpose. It all served together. And it all served the bigger plan of he wanted to create heaven and earth. And I thank God for showing us process. He didn't wait to Exodus. He didn't wait to any mounts of books later he showed us off back Genesis 1 this is how I get down I have a a vision I have a purpose I execute it I don't rush it I don't try to do a whole bunch he could have did all of this in one day and he showed you when when you open this book A I want to introduce you to myself as the creator I want you to see my intellect in that I take my time. I want you to see that I don't move past something until I am satisfied with the work. He could have created two species of birds. But you created all of them and did not stop till you looked back and said, Hmm, that's good. God is so, he is brilliant in how he introduces himself to us. And then to look back on his entire thing, all the days that he spent working hard, giving everything a purpose, giving everything a purpose, giving it a name, giving it a purpose, giving it a destination, you will govern the light in the day, you will govern it at night, you will be called the bigger light, you are the smaller light, you belong in water, you belong on land, you... You're going to cause vegetation. He gave everything a name, a purpose, and a destination. And he looked back at that entire thing and said, mm, very good. I believe God was so, uh, I mean, just gun ho about this thing. That if he did all of that and possibly saw, eh, I believe God would have probably started again. Because he showed us that the most brilliant thing that we could ever give to ourselves outside of creating something is to be able to be satisfied with what we created with our hands to have a vision to have a mission to execute it to know what roles to give who to know when to add people onto your vision to know when you gotta just go ahead and do that with your bare hands and to know to step back and say okay before i start something new is this part complete to my satisfaction not perfection, but it's a complete. Are you making birds with no mouths? And you're like, mm, how are they going to eat? It, you have to know a thing on how a thing's going to operate and see it in, in fruition and say, okay, that works. Before you move on to something else. So many of us are trying to push two, three, four, five different ideas, and it's like, wait a minute. Can you really establish and see how the first idea is going to come to fruition? Let it get its, you know, the idea off the ground before you start. I want to do this and I want to do that. And you have all these things incomplete. Don't you want to sit back and look and say, hmm, that's good. And then look back at, at all you create and say, now that's very good. Because you see everything playing together now, fusing together. The thing that you had in your mind that you were just hovering over at one point, now you can see it manifested and you're like, wow. He's God and he was amazed at how things were playing out. Not that he was shocked that it took him by surprise, but just there's a satisfaction in knowing how I see it is now how how I envisioned it is now how it's coming to pass. That's good. That's good. And I believe that he wants all of us to have that. I believe that when he is the reason why he wanted us to see that he's the creator is because he wanted us to see where we came from. The Bible says he wanted us to be in his image. So clearly, he's showing us where we came from, what our roots are, what it is exactly. If he's the creator, then we are co-creators. There's something in that that he wants you to grasp and just say, wow. He's a thinker. There's a framework to it. Th- there's a process in it. It's not a rush. He had help too. He didn't do all that by himself, but he gave everything its purpose. He gave everything its destination and everything played together and it worked out for the good. And it was very good. So you need to have a clear objective, a clear mission. You need to then start the creative process. But first, there should be an analyzing. And as you're creating and you're analyzing, there should be a self-satisfaction because you see it happening the way that the vision was in your heart, in your mind. It is coming to pass. It's almost like cooking. The objective will be Thanksgiving dinner. Then you get the ingredients and you start cooking. And as you're cooking, you're having a taste test. And when you can say, mm-hmm that's good then you make the spread and you serve it now that's just a minuscule miniature kind of completion of what I got from Genesis 1 but everyone even God there's a process to the end goal now although he created time after a while and said okay this is going to be you know the days and the seasons and all of that we don't know how long a day was considered to god because he then created a form of time for us later on but what how however long it because we know i don't believe it took him a a day that we count as day 24 hours i don't believe it took him 24 hours to build to make every species of bird, every species of fish. Absolutely not. But it could be. But I think that we would be um, greatly mistaken. I think he's just showing us take your time when you're doing a thing. Make sure that you have a clear plan on what you're going to do. And then you execute to your level of satisfaction. And then you will have a knowing this is good. And then you can start something fresh later. So trust the process. Even God had to go through it. Know who to add on. And you get your momentum to keep going when you see that it's all working. That it's coming together. That you don't have to make stuff and force stuff and put it together to happen. It's going to flow because it was carefully thought out. And it was carefully executed. And I pray that every passion that you have, every dream that you have, that you take them one at a time and you execute them with precision and with wisdom. And I believe God's going to do something amazing because he showed us in Genesis 1 the right way to do something, the right way to bring a vision to pass. He showed us a framework. Now we just got to execute it. But all right, I ain't going to hold you. But I enjoyed that. That was, yeah, I was reading that and I was like, man, I got to call you because I've never even seen it that way. But all right, let me go ahead and um start sorting some of these clothes. Um, I had something else I wanted to talk to you about, but I'm going to hold that because I don't want to keep you on the phone forever. And I'll um, I'm going to call you later. All right? You know what that means. <laughs> I don't know why I say that. Now, let me tell you the truth. You know why I say that? Because you know how when we say, I'm going to call you right back, you really don't call nobody right back. Right. So that's why I say you know what that means. Right. <laughs> All right. Later.